This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Silver and Black today with Mo Moten. I'm Scott Colbranson. We are your hosts on this journey, this last segment, the home stretch, as we call it here on the show. If you don't already subscribe to the show, what are you doing? Come on, we need your help. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your audio content. Hit the auto download button. That way, every time we push a new show, you're going to get it. You don't have to think about it. It'll just be there. You click it, go, whether you're on the workout or the treadmill, you're on the train, you're in the car, wherever it is, you can check it out and listen to it. Mo is the national NFL writer over at Bleacher Report. You can follow him on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully. Mo, before we get into this last part of the schedule prediction-wise, tell everybody what you got coming up on sportsnot.com where you write about the Raiders and also Bleacher Report this coming week. As I promised our guy, Gary Harkin Reader, I'm going to do some deep digging on undrafted free agents and let you guys and gals out there know which undrafted free agents have the best chance by probability percentage of making the final roster. Not the practice squad, but the actual 50-man roster. I have that coming up. At Bleacher Report, I'll leave that as a surprise. I, I got a lot of stuff coming up. Not a lot, but <laughs> my guy Matt Holder has been putting in a lot of work, so they've lightened my workload. And giving some of that to Matt Holder. And of course, Matt Holder does a lot of Raiders content. So Matt and I will have some some stuff up on the Raiders and the entire league as a whole. But I'll, I'll leave it. Stay tuned for that to be announced on that. It's nice when you have team members that can help out, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Gotta Especially you can that. take a vacation because they're working hard. That's right. Shout out to Matt for, for Shout out to Matt that. Holder. <laughs> so Mo can watch his Knicks lose. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't. Did I say that? I'm sorry. Um <laughs> All right. So we just to recap from last segment, we have the Raiders, both Mo and I, after nine weeks at four and five. Uh, then also, uh, as we head into week 10, the Raiders get there only the second time in the season uh, outside of the week. They have a bye. Uh, that would be the third if you counted that two home games in a row. They come home again to play in week 10. Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets, which happens to be Mo's favorite team. No, I kid. If you guys know the inside joke there, you get it. But anyway, Mo, Jets roll into Las Vegas. Tell me how you see this one coming out. Yeah, the Jets win this game. And people are saying, oh, Mo's a closet Jets fan. That's why he's picking <laughs> gang green. I was like, no. Let, let's, let, let's, let's be honest about the Jets team and roster. That team would have went to the playoffs if they had a legitimate quarterback. And, I, and I told Jets fans, Zach Wilson stinks. <laughs> and he's gonna let you. He's gonna let you down post Thanksgiving. What happened? Yeah, exactly I what I said. Most with strikes again with Aaron Rodgers. This is a playoff team. They had the fourth best scoring defense in total defense last year. Aaron Rodgers isn't in his prime. Obviously, this is not going to be MVP Aaron Rodgers, but no. this is going to be good enough Aaron Rodgers to get the Jets to 10, 11 wins. I just think they're a well balanced roster, more balanced than the Raiders will be at this point in the season. And the Raiders drop this one at home to the Jets. Drop the four and six. Yes, and this is where I think Raider Nation starts to get a little unhinged. And I, and I don't say that for all the great fans out there. I just mean that when things start to go rough, 
people get they get upset. And I think this is where they get upset because I too have them losing to the Jets. So that would put them at four and six. Then they gotta do guess what? They gotta travel all the way across country again. And they have to go down to Miami, a Miami team who continues to improve. We don't know how Tua Tagovailoa is going to do, if he's going to be healthy. By that point in the season, you just don't know anymore. But if he's doing well and he's wheeling and dealing, um, I look at the Miami game, and I don't see the Raiders winning that one either. I think they go to Miami and they drop one. Our good friend Jeremy Klump will be there. We'll have to have him on the show before that one. Uh, But I see the Raiders losing that one, uh, and I have them losing three in a row there, actually. Uh, This will be the second in a row uh, to move them to four and seven. Mo, what do you got? So, actually, uh, I thought about this one. Are you changing? First of all, if if Tua Tungavailoa is healthy, the Raiders are not winning this game. There's just too much speed on the outside between Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill for the Raiders to contain there. But if Tua is not healthy, and I don't yeah. like to predict injuries, but if Tua is not in the field, the Raiders have a legitimate chance to win this game because their backups are Mike White, who was the backup mm-hmm. for the Jets last year, and Skylar Thompson, who's a second-year pro, Project. Uh, a, a seventh-rounder from last yeah. year. So it, this depends on if Tua plays or not. And assuming that Tua plays, the Raiders drop this game, in, in my opinion, drop a 4-7 and seven down in Miami. Yeah, and I think, Mo, the caveat, again, there's, we don't even know what the Raiders roster is going to be. There could be signings. There could be all kinds of changes here that could change some of the, the way these things match, including the matchups that you're talking about with Pittsburgh. But I do think that all of these games, and some of them I had them going the Raiders' way based on when they were in the season, to your point about the defensive line getting better and some of those things, and the offense kind of starting to click with a new quarterback and all that stuff. Uh, but I just look at this run and I say, man, this is tough because – they go to Miami, then they lose that one. They're four and seven. Then they come home to play Kansas City, and I just don't see. Now this is one of those games because it's a rivalry game. Could I see the Raiders beating the Chiefs at home? Yeah. Yes. Will they beat the Chiefs at home? I don't think so because you're in the middle of a rebuild. The Chiefs have more weapons. The Raiders don't have a linebacker. The Raiders have trouble at safety. Are the Raiders going to stop Travis Kelsey as long as he's there and healthy? The answer is no. So I just cannot pick, as much as it pains me for Raider fans, I cannot pick the Raiders to beat the Chiefs at all this year. Yeah, the Raiders haven't beaten the Chiefs since week five of 2020. If you remember, that was a high-scoring yes. game with uh, Henry Ruggs. Uh, but the Chiefs have pretty much dominated this rivalry in recent years. <clears throat> this is this, If the Raiders, if anything, the Raiders should, if I'm Josh McDaniels and I want to get the Raiders ready for this game, I replay over and over again the Chiefs playing ring around Rosie when they whooped their butts last year in the season finale <laughs> to get this team yes. up. Because if you do that, I think that can add an extra spark to make this a closer Absolutely. matchup. Because Absolutely. the Raiders actually only lost, by, I believe, by one point last year mm-hmm. to the Chiefs at Arrowhead. So it's not a far-fetched um, idea to think that the Raiders could keep this game close at Allegiant Stadium, especially with some extra motivation. But as you said, I, I don't have them winning this game, and I have them dropping the 4-8. and eight, So that would be the second straight three-game losing skid that I have for the race on this schedule. Yep, yeah, I agree. All right, there you go. So then they go into week 13 where I guarantee you they will not lose because that is the bye week. <laughs> and boy, will they need the bye. Coming yeah. in off three losses in a row and obviously the two, uh, the, the trip to Miami and then the game against the Chiefs, always a tough. And then they come home again after the bye week 14 against the Minnesota Vikings and this is where I think they changed their fortune a little bit, right? To get the bye wow. week, get things together. Yeah, 
I have them. This is one of my wild card picks here. I have them beating the Vikings at home. I say wow because I I had the same. I said the same thing on my Bleach Report live. I said nice. I think I think the Vikings are going to come back down to earth. Remember, they went eleven and zero in one score games during the regular one season, score. and then they lost that one score game against the Giants in the playoffs. You're not going to have that type of one score game luck in back to back years. The, yeah. the Minnesota Vikings are definitely going to pull back. I think they are nine and eighteen. In 2023, and I think this is going to be a matchup of offenses. You're going to have arguably the two best wide receivers on the field in Justin Jefferson for the Vikings and Devontae Adams for the Raiders. We'll see what happens with Dalvin Cook. There are rumors that the Vikings may part ways with them. We'll see. But the mm-hmm. Vikings have a lot of, just like the Raiders, the Vikings have a lot of question marks on their defense. They just traded Zadarius Smith to the Cleveland Browns. Other than Daniel Hunter, where's that pass rush coming from? Harrison Smith is getting older at safety. They have a, a first round in Lewis Seen, who's coming off of a major leg fracture, a major injury. Yeah. I think the Raiders win this one in a fun shootout, 42-35. I'll give you wow. a score prediction with that. You're giving a score prediction. I'm not there yet with that, but that's good, man. But I agree with you about Minnesota. They had a little window, and I think they missed it um, as they aged pretty quickly. So we'll see how that goes. All right, so there they sit at 5-8. and eight. Then they are home again. So, I t- uh, yeah, home again. They play uh, the Chargers in Week 15. And this is where I think the Raiders beat the Chargers. I think the Raiders pull to six and eight. They pull together their little two-game win streak, uh, and they they send Raider Nation home with a little bit of hope. Wow, we're we're together on this one again. I think at this point in the season, week fifteen, if you look at Joey Bosa's injury history, if you look at Khalil Mack in recent years, they get nicked up. And I think at this point in the season, I don't think they no player is usually a hundred percent. But I think by this time, the Raiders' defensive line will start to come together, start to show show signs. I think Tyree Wilson and Byron Young will put some pressure on Justin Herbert. And I think the Raiders get this one against the Chargers. Again, these teams usually play close games. So this looks like a, a game where the defense can make a statement and Josh Jacobs can put the exclamation point on it for the W. Yes. And so the Raiders sit there at 6-8. and eight, And this is where Raider Nation's like, all we have to do is win three in a row to possibly get to the playoffs to possibly get to, although I think nine and eight would be difficult to to be a wild card team in the AFC in this the year AFC. be really tough you'd have to have some weird things happen but it could happen so they're gonna say hey you gotta win gotta win out how many how many seasons have we been there with the Raiders where we gotta win out we have a chance <laughs> gotta win out. Okay. Uh, sorry I don't mean to every year Raider Nation it seems like every, it's every year. year yes every, every year. year so they go to Kansas City in week 16 on Christmas morning so you got bedhead, you're opening up your gifts, you're sitting there, you're having fun, and then the Raiders come on, and they don't win this game. So there go your playoff hopes. Um, sorry, I just hate to say that, but the Raiders go to 6-9 and nine with this one. Again, it's a rivalry. Anything can happen, but based on recency, based on where the rosters are, I don't see it happening. I think the chances of it happening are less than 20%. I'll put it that way. I think the Raiders have a better chance of beating the Chiefs in week 12 than they do in week 16. Because I think at this point in the season, the Chiefs are looking to lock up maybe the number one seed in the conference, Mm. maybe lock up the AFC uh, West title in that division. And I think they're going to get the best of the Chiefs. Not to say the Chiefs would take the foot off the pedal in week 12, but I think there's more of a chance for upset in that first game. This game, I think you get a fully dialed in Chiefs game in the first game of a triple header on Christmas. So they're under the bright lights, people watching Christmas morning. You know, at Arrowhead, probably some playoff implications on the line. I think the Chiefs take care of business and the Raiders drop that one. 
There you go. So we both have them at six and nine again. Now, week 17, they fly to Indianapolis to the Lucas Oil Stadium, which I will be at that game, as a matter of fact, nice. uh, in week 17. Um, and I have the Raiders going on the road as they start to click and gain some confidence, even though their playoff hopes are pretty much gone. Uh, I have them going to Indy because Anthony Richardson might put up some nice highlight tape, but he's not going to be anywhere near where he needs to be if he even plays to be a quarterback in this league that is going to win consistently. So I like the Raiders in that one. The Raiders are going to play Scott's favorite rookie quarterback, Anthony Richardson. <laughs> he's a tight end. In week 17. And, and, and yeah, just in all seriousness, though, I, the, the Colts are – I know the Colts beat the Raiders last year with Jeff Saturday, but <laughs> as you said, at this point in the season, Anthony Richardson is probably under center. I wouldn't call him a project, but I think he's going to go through a lot of growing pains, and the yeah. Raiders should – the Raiders should win this game, even though it's on the road and take care of business, even though playoff posts dash at this point, they want to go out on a high note. Yeah. And I think they actually win handily in this game, maybe by double digits. I think they win this one. I do too. I just don't like Indy They're They're, they're further in a rebuild mode than the Raiders are right. Cause at least the Raiders have the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Indy doesn't have that yet. So they're going to struggle mightily there. Then the Raiders close out the season, Mo, winning two in a row, just like they would to their fans. They need to win three in a row and said they win two in a row. <laughs> just to tease you. But it would be good. Raiders go out on the season with a two-game row or two-game winning streak, winning their final game at home to finish eight and nine. What about you? I have the Raiders losing this game. I think Whoa. they actually split with Denver this year. I think at this point in the season, Russell Wilson is comfortable in Sean Payton's offense. And I'm not saying he's Pro Bowl version of Russell Wilson we saw in Seattle, but I think he's a lot better at this point. And the Denver Broncos finally end their losing streak to the Raiders at seven and win that game. And the Raiders finished at seven and ten, in my opinion. So they both beat each other in their own house. I gotcha. Yep. Interesting. Very interesting. So Mo finishes out Raiders seven and ten. And I have them at eight and nine, both non-playoff records. Both very possible. I think the Raiders, if things don't go really well and Jimmy G doesn't even play 10 games, the Raiders could win four or five games. Uh, A game bounces their way. They get a little bit of the luck you talked about last year with the Giants. They could win nine or 10 games. I mean, it's not, to me, it's not as conceivable, uh, I think, based on talent level and schedule. But you never know what happens, right? But but if I were the Raider fan out there, I would say, hey, look, if we finish at eight and nine, you should be really happy. If you finish at seven and 10, yeah, it doesn't feel great. But as long as you see growth, as long as you see some of these young players come along and as you see Jimmy G stay healthy, I think they, to win eight or to win seven or eight games, I think he's got to stay healthy. It definitely, if if Jimmy G gets hurt, I said this during the live stream, if Jimmy G gets hurt, the Raiders are a three, four win team period. Yeah. If he plays fewer than 10 games, the Raiders are going to have a top five draft pick. But I want to just take a quick note of something. The fans can't see this. Viewers can't see this. I don't know if you saw this, Scott, but if you if you could see David Stepanian, our producer's face right now, he is giving me the death stare after I said the Rams would go seven and ten. He is burning a hole through my face right now. But hear me out. There the Rams were six and eleven last year. <laughs> they go seven and ten this season. I mean, it's still an improvement, right? It's one win, but it's still an improvement. And I think it it's is. also enough for Josh McDaniels to keep his job and for for fans who. Want to give Josh McDaniels a chance to say, "Hey, look, we went six and eleven. 
We're seven and ten. We ended the season strong. We started, you know, kind of shaky. We had some three-game losing streaks in there, but we're seven and ten now, and we have another offseason to build the defense. Maybe we draft a quarterback. Maybe we add another, you know, some pieces on the offensive line. But we're at least headed in the in the right direction. Because remember, when Gruden was there, they won. They won more games as the years went on, but it wasn't like significant jump. No, it was like one, one or two here. wins, yeah. one one or two games here, here and there. And I think yep. you're going to see that from the from the Raiders under Josh McDaniels. If they show improvement, it'll be by one or two games. You have met eight and nine as two games. I have met seven and ten at one game. So we'll see how it turns out. We will. I mean, either way, I think it's going to be an up and down year. We we both had them with with uh, extended losing streaks, three games, correct? Uh, and and I think that those those t- those will be tough times. But you know, nobody wants to lose, especially Raider Nation. They're tired of it. They don't want any more losses. They want to win. They want their team to do well. And I get that. But I think this year the key. I know it sounds crazy because the goal is to win ball games. But if you're even if in the midst of losing, if they lose, you can lose really badly and you can lose in a way that says, okay, you know what? If we had that player on the outside, then maybe they don't get that touchdown pass. But they played well. They held they held the Chiefs under 30 points and we lose 28-21 because because of a, a receiver getting outside or Travis Kelsey going down the middle with no coverage. Right. So so to me, if you look at those things, it doesn't make it feel better. But at the very least, if you can see growth there, if you can see the coaching getting better, Mo, for example, that's one of the big question marks going into the season. Then if you can finish around 500, then you can make that, G- that jump in year two with the right moves. And I think that's sort of what, if I'm in Raider Nation, that's what I would be looking for. I don't think my explanation helped. David's probably campaigning to get my mic cut off right now. But <laughs> I, I will say that, I will say that, there are Raider fans out there who are much lower on the Raiders, this Raiders team, than I am. A lot of Raiders fans I'm seeing on Twitter and a lot of them in my live stream said, no, they're a three to four win team. And I was like, no way the Raiders win just three to four games. If Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy with Devontae Adams, with now Michael Merritt tight end, with Jacoby Myers added to that to that pass catching group, with Josh Jacobs assuming he's there on the field for most of the season, no way with all that offensive talent. I know the defense stinks, but with that mm-hmm. offensive talent <clears> – <throat> They should win more than four games. And I, and I and I, one thing I want to say to Raiders fans out there listening to me, Josh McDaniels is not getting fired. So if you're hoping that the Raiders <laughs> lose all of these games because you're thinking Josh McDaniels is going to get fired, it's not going to happen. Mark Davis so, has been patient with his head coaches and GMs. He's he going to give Josh McDaniels at least he, another another year, a third year, to fix that mess that he created he, in the sense. He's, he's invested. Now we have yes. we have our producer David Stepanian with us. If you're watching us, you can now see him on the big screen. Uh, but we also have his audio up. So David, um, is this does this does this completely break away from your 17 and 0 prediction? Guys, they're going 20 and 0. They, they <laughs> that 17th game just so the Raiders can go 20 and 0, win the playoffs, win the Super Bowl. I really can't believe the slander. I can't believe we're publishing this. Uh, you guys are going to get a lot of hate mail. I just hope you're ready. Um, I'm not sure I can do this. Continue doing this show. Oh my gosh! With, with morbid Mo and morbid. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if I can continue. This was. This was I think oh there was a, show a few weeks ago where I was really upset, but you guys really topped yourself. So I hope you, you're proud of yourselves, guys. Wow! Wow! Downer we David. Try. Downer David. Try. Right there. We try, Boy. David. Well, David, we 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 try, man. Oh, here we go. There's David Stepanian. <laughs> There's fans out there who feel the same way, but then, as you said, yeah. we're, we're seeing much more. More of them are fatalistic 
than they are optimistic. So we'll I, I found it interesting that that we now mine to, to the viewers out there, Scott and I didn't share our win loss notes. We did not show. We did not. And I we, watched we, a little we, bit of your thing, but I didn't see your full record. We we pretty much agreed on a lot of things. Of course, you know, a few wins and losses here are flipped for us. Yeah. But we pretty much came to the same conclusion that the Raiders are gonna be a mediocre team this season with some with some issues, with some clear issues. And I think the, the key things here are how well is that defensive line, how quickly is that defensive line gonna come along with the two additions they have there and two of their top three picks. Right. That's a big thing for me. And the other thing is the secondary is a wild card situation for me because if this if Jacorian Bennett or they sign Marcus Peters and that secondary is formidable early. They can win a couple more games than we expect. But if the secondary has its issues along with a, a gaping hole at linebacker and then you have young guys in the defensive line, they're going to lose a lot of games early, especially with the, with the heavy road schedule early yeah. in uh, September and October. Yeah. And again, I, I think you, you can get lucky. Listen, lucky happens sometimes. You know, you could win two extra games because things go nuts sometimes. So, so you never know. And injuries, too, are the great equalizer across the league. You go in to face a team um, like, I don't know, like the Jets and Aaron Rodgers isn't playing, okay, guess what? Then you had a different shot there, so that game could go the other way. But it'll be interesting. Plus, we have all the roster moves we don't know yet. We'll see what the Raiders are going to do to improve this roster before they go to camp. All right, that's going to close out the show. Again, if you join us on Thursday, we are going to have Philip Milan from Vegas Kings. He is a handicapper. We're going to go over... A little bit of what we talked about schedule-wise, we're going to talk about the NFL overall, get into a little gaming. Actually, Mo knows a little bit about this. He writes about it for Bleacher Report. So we're going to talk to Philip about that. We're also going to get Philip's take. I want him. I asked him to do sort of like a hey, because of Raider fans, they see the line sometimes, or the over-under especially, the over-under on wins, which we just did with this schedule prediction, and they wonder why the books put them there. Now, of course, Philip doesn't work at a book. He's a handicapper. But he's going to give us some insight into that. And then he's going to give us maybe some plays that he's already looking at that might favor you to win some dough betting on your team. If you want to bet with your heart, he'll give you some suggestions on that one. So we'll talk to him about that as well as update you on any other Raiders news coming up. And again, don't make or make sure you catch Mo's work up on Bleacher Report this week as well as his column on the Raiders up on sportsnot.com. Follow him on Twitter, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I'm at LV Gully. Mo, have a great couple days here. We will be back on Thursday doing this thing again. All I know is that he better have the Raiders getting the over. Our producer is going to have some people <laughs> fired. <laughs> He's going to find them. He's going to find them. Fire and brimstone if, if he doesn't take the over on the Raiders six and a half months. Yes, he, his, his handicapping business is called Vegas Kings, and David's going to have a coup or an overthrow. If uh, if uh, Philip doesn't hear, it, give him what he wants to hear. So all right, all right, my man, take care. Appreciate it. Take care. All right, uh, thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it. We are an Odyssey original. That's right. And you can also catch us on YouTube. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and the notifications bell to do that as well. For our producer David Stepanian, for Mo Moten, I am Scott Branson. We will talk to you all Thursday. Take care, Raider Nation.